29 top lessons from 29 years of marriage. Let's pray. Father, speak through me. And let your word have impact. Let your word have impact. Let love lives, let marriages be blessed, be transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this is the most important message I preached this year. And I need you, I need you to... Okay, take your phones now, share it. Go to Bishop Titi Affair. Go to Bishop Titi Affair on Facebook and share right now. Go to Bishop Titi Affair on, on Facebook and share right now. You all have heard me and mommy's testimonies of how we met. When I was 20, I was... Actually, when I was 22 and she was 20, I tried to ask her out. She wanted more time to think about it. She thought about it for two years. We met again. Today we are here. So I married her when I was 24 and she was 22. I've been telling the men around me, marry early. When you marry early, you enjoy. You enjoy. Let me tell you something about sex. Eh? I, will, I will. Okay. You see the apostles? Hmm. Okay. You know, you see, the same energy it takes you to have good sex is the same energy it takes you to play football for 90 minutes. I'm telling you. Why is that guy nodding his head? You're not married, you're nodding your head. Hey! 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 And you see that footballers start retiring when they get to 30. You see, okay, this is a church, so I can when I meet there, this thing. But you see, the men, the man, the men's organ, when you are younger, has a certain degree. When so it has some degrees, you know, like like 90 degrees like this. Eh? As you grow older, it begins to go, you know. Then sometimes you why is mommy laughing like that? No, because she knows that as I grow older, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me try and be spiritual. We are in church. So, marry early whilst your thing is this. When you start marrying, when it is like this, you worry your wife. So, marry early and enjoy life. Before 30, don't start marriage when you are going on sex retirement. Start early when you are starting your football career. Okay? And marry well. Marry well. I'm going to share some things with you. I'm going to share some things with you. Maybe next time I'll teach the church about sex in marriage. And I'll preach it very well. Because you see, Christians, we are very, very hypocritical. Very, very hypocritical. I have nothing to hide. I'm married. I'm enjoying my marriage. And uh, I do things things you know a lot of things that's why 29 years we are still courting your marriage is says five years and you sleep with your wife once in a while when your wife is even enticing you you don't even see her you're watching football that she's passing in her panties you don't see oh Especially the Manchester four, one must see a before. My mission, my mission, because Chelsea four, and the one. Red Devils. You are going to marry your husband as a Manchester supporter. Watch you. 
Okay, Lord, okay, let me teach. Let me teach before I start doing things. Okay, so introductory statement. It is easier to give women what they like than what they love. See, it is very easy to give women what they like than what they love. But you see, what keeps marriage going, it is not what women like. It is what women love. Okay? So, the reason why most marriages do not last is because it is based on what you like, not what you love. Now, let me show you why people would like to give what they like than what they love. Today, many young people will say, I like this girl. They can't say, I love this girl. When a man comes to you, wants to date you and say, I really like you. I really like you. Tell him to go back home. When he falls in love, he should come. Because liking does not... So I'm talking to my children. I say, why, why, why is that your generation you like people and you don't love people? He said, because you have to like the person first before you love the person. I say, but that is a problem because when I saw mommy, I didn't like her. I loved her. I liked other women because they were prayerful. They... They, they served the Lord and I liked them. But when I saw her, it was love at first sight. I wasn't going to try to work with her and assess her to see whether I can love her or not. I'm going to show you a few things. Now, our introductory scripture, Song of Songs. I also want you to note that when I started courting mommy, started dating, started going out, we didn't have WhatsApps, uh, mobile phones, so we used to write letters. In most of my letters, I quoted from the Songs of Solomon or Songs of Songs. In fact, my favorite book when I was dating was Songs of Songs. It's a book that did not mention God, but I've fallen in love and I love that book. Now look, Songs of Songs, 8 verse 6. Place me like a seal over your heart. Like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death. Each jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire. Like a mighty flame. When you see the description of love. It's so powerful. Love is so strong. Is as strong as death. The only thing you cannot take something from is death. You lose your you lose your loved one. Cry all you can. Death will not give it out. Back to you. When you fall in love, it's like you are dead. It is very easy to walk out of a relationship if you liked the person. But not easy to walk out of a relationship. If you loved the person. Now all young ladies here listen. The men that came into your life. At the early part of your life. And made use of you. Slept with you. Took your money. Did all manner of things to you. And walked out of your life. Did not love you. They liked you. So get over them. And build your life. And move on. Are you here? Now, the reason why 
we have a generation that prefers likeness to love is because love places a certain demand that most people are not ready to meet. Are you here? That most people are not ready to meet. So they will prefer to like you than to love you. Love actually, when you love someone, you lose your identity. You take on part of the person's identity. Actually, Kevin was teaching me this morning that you, when you love someone, you lose your identity. You take on part of the person's identity because we do my sermon together with him. You lose part of your identity and take on the person. And I was thinking, mommy looks like me, I look like mommy. When you love someone, you lose your independence. When you love someone, love takes the entirety of your life, takes over you and controls you. Men who don't want to be controlled by anything don't want to love. They want to like you, but not love you. Today I want to show you something. 29 lessons I've learned based on this, based on love and like. And I, I show you throughout these 29 topics I'm going to share, that points I'm going to share, that most men give you what you like, they don't give you what you love. That's why most women in marriages don't feel loved. You do everything for them, but they still complain and you are frustrated. Why can't you appreciate me? I do everything for you. Why can't you appreciate me? I want to diagnose your problems for you. Sometimes when you, even, you, are, you are giving the person what she likes, not what she loves, you don't even know it. Well, you don't know the difference between love and like. So here, number one, Good women, and note, good women like men who are achievers but love men who are affectionate. Good women like men who are achievers but love men who are affectionate. So mommy and I had struggled all our lives and around the mid 2000s Things have started change, changing. I was running trainings here and there. By 7 a.m., I was out of the house to the office. 7 p.m., come to the office. We had just moved to the Sakumono Estates. And it was a big movement for us. Because we came here living on Uncle Peter's building. So moving Sakumono and renting a three-bedroom house and getting her DSTV, putting in air conditions and buying a car. And our lives have just changed. So... She should be happy. She should be celebrating me. But I wasn't seeing that in her. I started realizing she was going cold. Then one day, she said she wanted to talk to me. That she said to me, honey, I wish we were like when we were at Teshi. And Teshi, we were living in another uncompleted building. We were struggling to eat. I said, you want us to go back to Teshi? Life. Why? She said, because at Teshi, you remember how we used to talk together, how we used to have time for each other, how we used to chat and laugh and all those things. She said, all those things have ceased. I said, money, but I have to work. Look at, look at the life we have now. Look at the monies in our accounts. Look at how we can sponsor God's things. She said, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you. Are you here? So most cases... We give women what they like. I bought a car, rented a new house. We moved into this house. She had everything, her kitchen nicer. I mean, women like these things, but they don't love them. It is you they love. 
It is you they love. These things you give to women will not survive, will, will not lay a strong foundation for your marriage if the storm hits the marriage. What will keep the marriage going is to give the woman what she loves, and that is you. Are you here? Because love is as strong as death. Nothing will destroy it. So very busy men who think that you can substitute your absence with things. Be careful. Unless your wife is a bad woman. Number two. Good women like men who admire them but love men who adore them. They want love and respect based on their personality, not their physique. Most of the times when we admire our wives, it's because we love their bottles, we love their breasts, we love their face, we love their listing. They become like a sex symbol for us. A woman feels that she's bringing something more than her body into the relationship. And that's why you should love. She's bringing a certain amount of intelligence. You didn't pay her school fees, but she's coming in with a, with a skill that you will benefit from. She's raising your children very well. She's doing more than sex. And she doesn't want to be a sex symbol. She wants you to celebrate the value she brings into the marriage. So they love you to admire them. They like you to admire them. But they love it when you adore them. I adore mommy. I virtually worship her. Because that is what she loves. Are you here? That is what she loves. And if you want your marriage to last until the rapture, take these things from me. Are you here? Are you following me? Good women like worthy men, but they love worthy men. So one is W-E-A-L-T-H-Y, worthy. And the other one is W-O-R-T-Y, T-H-Y, worthy. Now, now, hear this. Women like it when you have money. But they don't want you to use your money to buy their love. They want you to be deserving of their love. So don't think that a woman must love you because you are buying gifts for the woman. Don't start complaining. I do this for you and I do this for you and I do this for you and yet you don't show me love. That is not what will make a woman show you love. Any woman who shows you love because of what you buy for her is not a good woman. She's a bad woman. Good women don't show you love because you buy things for them. They show you love because you are worthy of their love. You are shown that you are a man that can be loved. You are shown that you are a man that can be trusted. You are shown that you are a man that is dependable. You have the character to be loved. You, you are lovable. That is why you see rich men's wives cheating on them with poor men. And you don't understand why you, a man in a jeans, in designer clothes, your wife will not love you, but will love some younger boy in the area. It's because when you can't buy love. 
You don't need money. If a woman loves you because of your money, you are married to a prostitute. I'll tell you. So women don't want you to buy their love. They want you to deserve their love. They don't want men who desire them. They want men who deserve them. You have to deserve that woman for that woman to love you. You don't have to desire her for her to love you. When I met mommy, I had nothing. 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 In fact, after our wedding, then I remembered that we had no house. No room. Every house is an overstate. No room. So we went to stay in a cousin's hall. Just when we were leaving for honeymoon, that I asked my church in touching to fix, I went to borrow money from my father-in-law to fix an uncompleted room. So the one week in honeymoon, and guess where I went to honeymoon? Ankafu Hospital. Ankafu Hospital is a mental hospital. <laughs> and a friend of mine was a, was a nurse and had some small room. The first food mommy cooked for me during honeycomb, during honeymoon, was Kobe Nkwai. I mean, salted fish, eh? Salted fish soup. No, stockfish has a title. Kobe is different from stockfish. Kobe, the poorest of the poorest man's fish. That was what the first... But this woman loved me because I was worthy even though I was not worthy. And it had been sold up to now. I feel that I must be deserving of a love. So I have not gotten familiar with her. I dress the way I dress because of money. I want to continue to deserve a love. When I finish preaching, she's the only one who tells me you did well that I, that I get excited. After now, when she endorses the things I do, when I lie in bed, I think about it a lot and love. This woman, this woman. Consistent for 29 years. For 29 years, I make sure I deserve her love. Okay. Four. Am I speaking? Four. Good women like the boy in men, but love the man in man, in you. You see, look at 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I talked like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. You know, once in a while, Men will behave like boys. It is acceptable. It makes the women laugh. But you see, if you consistently behave like a boy, a woman will start disrespecting you. You become childish in your decisions, childish in, in resolving matters at home. You can quarrel with your wife like you are a, wo a woman. I mean, women engage in petty quarreling. It is understandable. They eat the fruit first. So they are matured in sin than us. We are fine. We are fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I was telling mommy, 
I was telling mommy that, in fact, in fact, Adam was deceived. She said, why? Okay, because Eve ate the fruit and she became wise and went to meet a foolish man and convinced the man to eat the fruit. So we know, we know that women, but a woman, a woman seeing childishness in you, she will lose respect for you. So man, be careful, very careful. I see men who want to fight their wives like, like women. If we say it, I'll say it. If we like say, if we like do, if we like, they will even clap their hands. Hey, as our woman. Hey. You are a child. You have been grown. Oh, your wife, your wife is fighting with you. And she's beating like this. Eh, eh, you are <laughs> boxer. Mm, mm. What about them? Oh, yeah, are you, do you understand what I'm talking about? Sometimes when I do things, mom will say, ah, I love the man in you. Can I continue to preach? Or I should stop? I want to continue to preach. Good women like men of understanding, but love men of undertakings. Whilst a woman will not choose your achievement over affection, she also wants to know, you want to know how the information in your head can transform into a trophy in your hands. They don't want to know what you can do. They want to see what you can do. So stop wedding and start working. Stop talking. At some point, you have to start working. Stop, stop promising her heaven and yet you can't even deliver hell. You have delivered more than hell and yet you are promising a heaven. Stop talking. Don't tell. You know, most men, eh, most men who have failed are critical of other men who are successful. Especially when they see that their wives celebrate men who are successful. They just go, oh, oh, oh. This, eh, we are corrupt people. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. When I start, you will see. Oh, all these things they are doing, forget it. When I start, you will see. Oh, this person. I went to school with him. I know him very well. Oh, he is nothing. You, when I start, what are you trying to do? When you start running successful men down in the presence of your wives, your wife begins to see a man who is insecure, a man who is a failure, a man who is an underperformer. Celebrate those who are better than you. And start working towards, go and learn. Some men will leave this service and say, hmm, all the things that he said. Because she married mommy, mommy is a good woman. Mommy is a good woman. I am the creation of mommy, and mommy is my creation. A man is a mirror. Your wife only reflects you. Are you here with me? Do you understand? If you marry a, a, 
a quarrelsome wife, a quarrelsome man, you become a quarrelsome wife. I'm telling you. So you need to understand this. The first six months of our marriage, we thought we couldn't marry. We were looking for marriage counselors. We were just thinking about divorce. But we woke up and faced our lives. And faced it very, very well. If we're a good dancer, no matter the rhythm, you can dance. If we're a good husband, no matter the woman you are married to, you will manage to turn that lemon into a lemonade. Because if you kill a pig, you must eat the pork. Can I preach? Good women like men with charisma, but love men with character. They know that charm is deceptive, but character is dependable. Mommy was beautiful young lady at 22. If we look at her, she's more beautiful than she was at 22. And she had a lot of suitors. I was a lanky, poor, young man, young pastor. Oh, some of her friends actually called her. There was nobody mommy introduced me to that approved of our relationship. Nobody, nobody that approved of our relationship. One of the reasons why she doesn't have many friends was because at the time she got into a relationship with me, all her friends disconnected. So Olivia Pa, her friends were dating men, people's husbands. At that time, mommy was not even doing all these lipstick and things. She was using cocoa butter, whilst her friends were using, at that time, Avalon or something. Hey, there used to be some creams from Ivory Coast they used to bring in. You can be as dark as charcoal today. If we use that cream 24 hours, you'll be as red as crimson. <laughs> Her friends were using it. Say, Olivia, how can, what can this man give you? What can this man do for you? How can this man do this thing? She saw the character of Christ in me and fell in love with that. Years ago, I met one of her friends who was still not married. I was driving top car in an area in Accra. Then I saw the friend and I stopped. Then I called her. She came and said, hey, hey, pastor. She was screaming, she was screaming. And then she, then I was nicely dressed. I got down. With my khaki in my hands. You know, when, when you start prospering, when you're a poor man, you start prospering. Where are his empire? I stood by the car like this, folded my hands like this. And she was praising me. I look at her and say, hey, and come in your what I'm for Kunan Kaba Jimmy Pa. She said, Ay, she rejected me and told mommy not to marry me. Today, the corridors I enter, her husband cannot even knock at the door. So you must be very careful why you pursue in the man don't pursue the charisma of the man pursue the character of the man are you here seven good women like sex but they love love making <laughs> you get it good women like sex but they love love making hear this for a woman sex is not a marital duty it is the expression 
of the deep, of a deepest love and commitment to a man. Most men says his game. Let me tell you these girls. These girls here who are not married are sleeping with the guys. When they finish sleeping with you, they go and tell their friends. Oh, it's a game for them. It's a it's a it's a battle of champions. They have conquered you. They have laid you. They have slayed you. Oh, they have laid you. Go and tell them. They will laugh. They will laugh. They will laugh. It's a game for them. Do you know why God told only Adam that for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and will cleave to his wife? It's the same level of commitment God Jesus required of the disciples. That if you want to follow me, you must hate your life, hate your mother, hate your father, hate your life, and come and follow me. The same commitment. So to leave your mother and father is a symbol of commitment. You remember when Elijah threw his garment on Elisha? He said, let me go home and kiss my mother and father and come and follow you. It's a symbol of commitment. So God did not doubt the commitment of Eve. That was why God said to Adam, it is you that I doubt your commitment. So leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. Come, most good women, let me say good women, not the bad ones, when they are sleeping with you, they sleep with you because of marriage. They know you will marry them. They won't give themselves to you for nothing. But most men, when they are sleeping with you, that's why you see the white women, when the man says, will you marry me, they celebrate. Because they know that the man is sleeping with me, but I'm not sure we are going to get married. They even live in the same room. They are so not sure they are going to get married. In our African culture, our culture, our values, our cultural values have really helped us. That's why I've told you in this church, that if any man kneels down after he has slept with you, they tell you, you are not supposed to do that. But after he has slept with you, you are cooked for him, you, are do, you have done so many things for him. And then he kneels down one day and says, will you marry me? Slap him there. <laughs> tell him, so what, do you, what have you been doing all this while? So all this while, what have you been doing? You think I'm following you for what? From day one that we started going out, marriage was on my mind. It's not now that you're going to ask me, will you marry me? What were you doubting? Nonsense, boys. Young ladies, listen to me. Let no man use you as a sex symbol. If they love you, they should introduce you to their parents, introduce you to their pastors, they should start counseling with you and get ready to marry you. If they don't see marriage within the next one year or two years, they should not worry your life. Relationship demands a lot. Hmm. The way I was crossing um, Kaneshi to North Kaneshi from Latebi Okoshi here, from Latebi Okoshi to Kaneshi to North Kaneshi, I realized that if I don't marry this woman early, I will she. <laughs> so, eight months of courtship, I married her. I was prayerful. I knew that is the woman God has given me. Eight months of courtship. I married her. You are dating me. You are telling me you are studying me. Am I a book? <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> you should have a certain conviction, a certain communication from God 
for you to walk to me and tell me I love you. You are playing with my heart. After you have told me I love you and I'm falling in love with you, and now you are telling me I'm studying you. I've not made up my mind. I'm studying you. So when I can say today I'm geography, study. Tomorrow I'm mathematics, study. What about them? You don't have any degree. You are studying women. And some of you men, you have studied women for four years. That is an investing degree. Some have studied for seven years. That is a lot of qualification. That's medicine. You should be a doctor, something, something. And you foolish girl, you are following this man seven years since studying you. Cooking, cooking, <laughs> cooking for him, cooking for him, and he's sleeping with you. Virtually, he has gotten everything from you. Your bargaining chip in any relationship is sex. If you give it out, you have lost the negotiation power. Many would die. do you here. You come and watch for me. You are doing everything a, 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 a wife should do. So why should I be worried? And then you know when they get everything from you. Now when they want to marry, you have become their sister. They now want to marry someone else. Most men, let me tell you this, most men, eh, their taste change almost after every two years. I know until two years of Pabafofro. After two years, she wants another woman. You are dating with a guy who is cheating on you. I, I, I don't even understand why you say he's cheating on you. What dating is that seven years? I feel Pabafofro, eh, you are cheating on me. You are cheating on me. You are cheating. On what license are you demanding? <laughs> If I sleep with another woman, I have cheated on mommy. But if your boyfriend sleeps with another woman, you and mommy are not in the same class. He cannot be cheating. Call ready. He is sleeping with you. So both of you, you are cheating God. You are cheating God. So if you sleep with another one and you are crying, God will be laughing. Because when thief, 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 God they laugh. <laughs> Man, do you get me? Your love, like your wife likes sex, but she loves love making. What it means is this: listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. You see, penetrating a woman's vagina is is the hardware aspect of sex, but there's a software aspect of sex that makes sex complete. The everyday honoring. The everyday respect, the everyday value, the everyday value you place on her, those pet names, that respect, that value you give her. Now, when she's giving herself to you, she gives it from the bottom of her heart. But there are women here, when their husbands are sleeping with them, they are insulting them. When Nimse, a Jamwenim, says, says do the unnecessary because there are men here who will not smile with their wives treat their wives badly when they want to have sex they start uh, <laughs> hello 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 in fact some men are so guilty some men are so guilty they can't even openly ask for sex they still sex they wait for the women to sleep and then they are touching them then they are turning them 
And then they put up all the lights. <laughs> and then they come. And then your woman, your wife would do it as a result of duty, not as a result of love. You have married a woman. You have married a woman. You can't even be confidently approach her for sex. I hear these things eh, from some men. Some men think that if you let your wife know that you love her, she will be, she take authority over you. You are already a weak man. It's weak men who think that way. Confidence men don't 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 think that way. When we married, like when we went to work somewhere in our first two or three years of marriage, I think two years of marriage. And then in a discussion, um, the people knew that we bathed together. Then one old man called her and said, Hey, don't bath with your husband again. Mommy said, Why? Oh, you get familiar with your body. Hide your body. He said, Even he, the wife, when the wife comes and is there, is coming to, the wife will cover herself. Before the wife wears clothes and other things. If you need those things to be able to appreciate, continuously appreciate the body of your wife, then you really did not even love the woman. You really did not love the woman. If you marry all these men, you are in trouble. That's why if you are going to marry, you have to study the family of, that a person is coming from. Meet the father, have a conversation with the father, meet the mother, have a conversation with the mother, see their mindset about marriage. Yeah, 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 Go and be in charge. Your wife will attend woman in charge conference and you see. Okay, number eight. Number eight. Good women like smart minds. But they love good hearts. They know that a man with a smart mind without a good heart is crafty. No, you see, when I started employing people, I used to love people with smart minds. Until people with smart minds started doing crafty things around me. And then I looked at those with, smart, with good hearts, who didn't have smart minds, and how they have been around, they have been honest. I give them big money to keep for me with that country, they will account for everything. And I've seen smart minds people with that good heart, doubling the cost of things and stealing from me. Then I came to a conclusion. It is better to go for someone with a good heart and train the mind to become smart. When you are going, when you are, those of you who are now going to get married, after those who are married already, I'm doing, I'm doing repairs and maintenance for them because it is easier to build a new house than to renovate an old one. So some of you, your husbands have become pillars for you. You can't remove them because if you remove them, your life will collapse. Just decorate them. And leave them in your life. <laughs> but some men will change today. Some men will change today. They'll become good men. I'm telling you. They'll become good men. Listen. Never ever be going out with a man whose source of income you don't know. 
And if, what do you do? I do business. What business? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. All manner of business. All manner of business. Nonsense. What is all manner of business? If I'm going to commit my future to you, I need you to tell me what I'm getting involved in. I need you to tell me. Some of you are here, girls here. You are allowing men to use you for 419. You are a bad woman. They are using your accounts to get money. They are sending you. They are using your picture to get money. Do people. You think God will bless you? You are digging your own grave. Digging your own grave. The man knows that that man who has a wife loves you and gives you money. He's encouraging you. Go and collect the money. But make sure he doesn't sleep with you. Make sure he doesn't sleep. Go and collect the money. Let's go and spend. Don't you have parents? Don't you think? What is wrong with you? All these men who are borrowing money from you. He should tell you this is a useless man. When he borrows, he doesn't pay. You are working. You have a regular source of income. Every month you are paid. He doesn't work. And he's believing God for a breakthrough. And then the person lives on your money. Hmm. Am I preaching? Okay, okay. Ten. Good women like... Oh, nine. Okay, you are following me, you are following me. Good women like knowledgeable men, but they love wise men. They love knowledgeable men, but they love wise men. They do not want the information in your head. They want the wisdom in your heart. Because you can have a PhD and still be a very wicked husband. You can have multiple masters from, from LSE, from Harvard, from Cambridge, from this thing, and still become a failure. It is the everyday choices you have made in your life that I want to study, that I want to see the choices you have made in your life, how it has brought you and where it has taken you. Those wise choices. Those wise choices. The way you have structured your life. I'm thankfully a well-educated man. But I know that mommy doesn't love me because of my... When I met mommy, I had only diploma in theology. So she didn't marry me because of my qualifications. She married me because of the consistent choices I made that have created chances for us. Every time your husband makes a decision, it ends in some pain. It ends in some confusion. It ends in setting the family back. Please, let him be, let him be the head, but be the leader. Tell him that, buddy, sit down. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take your headship away from you. You are the head, but I'm the leader. You say, why? Because every decision you make ends up in trouble. You resign from your job to take another job that you were not assured. Now look at our lives. The last time you were working somewhere, you fought your boss and you were sad. Now look at our lives. So you can be the head and not a leader. Because a head without a brain is a score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Head without a brain is a score. And you don't want a score to lead you. You want a head to lead you. <laughs> oh. Good women like popular men, but they love polite men. They want you to leave your popularity outside the door. I don't go home as a bishop. 
By the special grace of God, I have some small name in Ghana. But I don't carry that in, at home. I have fantastic relationship with my children. They don't feel intimidated coming to me and we having a chat and we talking. The same with my wife. I'm not a bishop at home. I leave my popularity outside. I have to be polite. I have to, be, I have to honor my wife for my children to see that this is the way we marry. Your whole life must be a gospel. You, you must show Jesus with your life. You must be a Christian 360 degrees. And so your marriage in, in your marriage itself must have a gospel. Your children must see the way you are marrying your wife for them to be confident in marriage. Your children must see the way you are marrying your husband for them to be confident in, marry, in marriage. Don't, won't it worry you if your children have the same marriage you are having? Because they will. They will. Most doctors, their children become doctors. Most lawyers, their children become lawyers. Most footballers, their children become footballers. Wife beaters, sons will become wife beaters. Husband insulters, your daughters will become husband insulters. I'm telling you, train up a child the way you should go. And when it grows, you will not depart from it. It's as simple as that. My politeness towards mommy is to send a gospel message to my sons. That you can't marry and lord it over your wife. And so I talked to my daughter. I said, she, mommy has made me a very happy man. And I've also vowed to make her happy. I said, if you make your husband happy, he will make you happy. Unless your husband is a, a Satan's cousin. And I'll be wondering, where did you meet Satan's cousin? Eleven. Good women like men who can talk, but they love men who listen. So please keep this at the back of your mind. Especially people like us who are public speakers. I talk a lot. I talk a lot. From here, if you give me the chance, I can talk until tomorrow morning. We'll continue to talk. From here, when we go home, I'll be talking. But at one point in our lives, I just realized that it just recently that mommy talks so. In my life, I was always in charge of the conversation. But when I realized that that was having an effect on the marriage, negative effect on the marriage, and I changed. Now, if I want a conversation, she talks more. She can talk one hour. I will not interrupt. I will listen. Then I start responding to what she said. Then I say, the first five minutes, there's an interjection. Second five minutes, there's an interjection. So, my dear, I listen to you. You say, I'm a woman. That's how women we converse. So, you see, she wants you to understand that you have to listen to me. But I don't have to listen to you because you are the man. When you understand me, everything will be perfect. In fact, the Bible does not ask the woman to understand us. He asks the men, the Bible asks the men to live with women with knowledge. So, please, have time listening to the woman. If you're a woman, there's a way women communicate. Non-verbal communication. You have gone home, your wife is moody, your wife is calm, your wife is no longer like the woman she's been, and then you, you greet her. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, why? When I come from home and I greet you, you do that. I won't greet you again. No. I won't greet you again. 
Why? I'm going to suffer. I'm going to sweat. And I'm, I've come home and I'm greeting you. Look at the way you are responding. Oh. She's communicating. She's telling you something. When I wake up in the morning after my prayers and I go to mommy's room and I say, honey, good morning. And she responds in a certain way. I know there's something wrong. Sometimes I don't immediately deal with it. I just will call Kevin. Charlie, buddy, your, your mother is wild though. What happened? Has she said something to you? But you know, I haven't heard anything. What, what happened? So the way she responded. Go and try let's see. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so go and try, go and try, let's see. Then Kevin will go there and go and greet. If she does the same thing to Kevin, then I know that the problem is general, not me. <laughs> Are you here? If she opens up nicely to Kevin, then I know that I'm in trouble. What have I done? What have I done? I start calculating. Uh, yesterday, I was supposed to be at home at 2. I think I came around 5. That could be the problem. And okay, every evening, just before we sleep, we have one hour of conversation, and there's a tradition. I have to cover her. Because we sleep in different rooms, actually, because of our different prayer patterns and our studies. So there's a way I put clothes over here. There are some, because of fresh air, I open some windows and other things. It's my duty. Put up the lights, and there are things I do that means a lot to her. And then I have to give her uh, a kiss, not a peg, I mean a kiss, sleeping kiss. No, no, that, that kiss, eh, that kiss doesn't even matter whether we praise the Lord an hour before. I have to give that good night kiss. When I even travel, I have to call around that time to give that good night kiss. You see, it doesn't cost me anything, no. Then I remember that, yeah, I forgot. There's also a tradition. When I'm going out and she's not going with me, I have to go and embrace her and give her a kiss before I go. When I don't do it, it becomes an issue. So I would do the cost and benefit. The things that offense mommy in the house, they are not major things, oh. It's romantic things. And really, it doesn't cost anything to be romantic. I'm telling you. Real romance is not in flowers and in cards. It's in behavior. It's in affection. Hmm. And then we can praise the Lord. We can, hmm. Are we moving on? Are we fine? So listen to those non-verbal communication. Don't react. I came home. I greeted you. You did not respond to me too. I won't greet you. You are becoming a woman. Hmm. Okay, 12. Good women like men who grow big, but they love men who grow up. There's a difference between men who are growing big and those who are growing up. Because women will choose maturity over anything you can offer. You want that man with comportment, decency of life, respect, maturity. You, you get what I mean? Not, not some, some big boy who doesn't who have no common sense. I've already stated. I said that there must be a brain in your head. If there's no brain in your head, it's only a score. So show that maturity. Show leadership. Be a man that takes decisions. Be a man that is strong and powerful. And let your wife 
honor you for that maturity. And they will. They will. Hmm. 13. Good women like men with great names, but love men with good names. They want to be sure which doors your name opens for her children. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There are some names. If you become Mrs. that name, that is the end of your life. You go here and say, oh, that, that family, they are bad people, live here. Your children are looking for a job. It will close for them. Because they know that family. You are going to marry from there. People will call you, hey, these people. You are just talking, you know, talking with your friends. Then you mention the girl you are dating or the guy you are dating. Then they mention the name. And then, hey, we are going to marry that person from that house. Haven't you heard about their father or their dead grandfather and the things they did? So good names. I told you here how one of my pastors was going to marry a lady. And of course, the lady has been well-schooled. So the father said, no, 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 I don't want these small boys pastors to come and marry you. I'm not going to agree. Then my pastor came to me and said, daddy, this is what I went for. I said, did you tell him you work for Titi Offer? He says, no. I said, go back. Go and tell him you work for Titi Offer. Manage and go back. He went back, sat down with the man, started talking, and so I'm Bishop Titi Offer's son. I work for him. Oh, you work for Bishop Titi Offer? Eh? Then the man opened up for a conversation. He said, the man told the daughter, okay, no problems. You can marry. Good names. Good names. You know you can have a great name, but not a good name. Because you can be famous and still bad. Women don't want to marry famous people, though. They want to marry good men. At least good women want to marry good men. Go away with your fame that comes with pain. I will not take that fame that comes with pain. I want a, I want a good name that will come with a certain amount of glory. So that in future, my children are not hindered from doing something. I mean, if, if your name is Hitler, you may be a black man, but they will never give you a job. You go there looking for a job. You go there, what is your name? My name is um, Kwame Hitler. Kwame Hitler. Kwame Hitler. <laughs> a black Hitler. What, what are you doing here? They will not. There are some politicians in this country. If they are your, your parents, you have to change your name. Because nobody respects them, nobody values them. Okay, so good women want you to have good names. They want husbands who are building good character, who are ethical, who are morally upright, whose name has become an asset. So when they carry your name, it opens good doors for them. Good women like men who are powerful. But love men who are strong. Power is positional, but strength is emotional. You don't want to marry men who want, want to, every two minutes they cry. The least thing they are crying. Your wife can hurt you and then you are crying. Is that how you are treating me? Is that how you are treating me? What kind of man is that? Is it crying competition? Mommy is now very strong. Mommy used to. Oh, when we met, the least disagreement, she'll cry. Imagine around that time, I'm also a crier. Like we'll have a flood in our bedroom. Men, you see, God told uh, Joshua, be strong and courageous. 
You see, that, that strength has nothing to do with how many bags of cement you can carry. It has how, many, how much emotional stress you can take. How you can leave your, leave your family. We have been through things. So me and mommy, we came here. I mean, from touching to this place, the things we've been through, the things we've been through, but I wake up every morning with smiles in my face because I had to give hope to her. I have to let her know that it is well. We will go far and things will happen and things will work for us. Boldness to make major decisions. I had them. Today, look at what God has done. Because she's led by a bold man. She's led by a man that is emotionally strong. And that strength comes from my relationship with Jesus. So please, let me tell you this. Young ladies who are courting, those men you are courting, who wants you to know that they are victims of, of their circumstances, forget them. They are not victims. Every man who is not a victim but a victim, don't trust that man. The way I've suffered in life, eh? The way I've suffered, eh? My father didn't take care of me. And my mother, my mother, eh? After my mother, after my mother, he went to marry this wicked man, eh? And, and my mother, my father too married a wicked woman, eh? And my, 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 my grandmother raised me. My grandma, you are 30 years for God's sake. What kind of thing is that? What kind of behavior is that? There are people, eh? Who were raised by both parents but never had the opportunities you had. Because both parents had nothing. Raised them in a village without electricity, without this thing. The father was a palmoine tapper. The mother was a, a charcoal seller in a village. But they have managed to become strong and famous. And look at you, raised in Accra. All the opportunities, you did not avail yourself to it. Did your father tell you to go and mingle with the boys who were playing gambling? Did your mother tell you to go and mingle yourself with weed smokers? And you are making yourself a victim. You are not a victim. You just failed to be strong and courageous. Are you here? Good women like handsome men, but they love hardworking men. Yeah. It is nice to like a handsome man. Okay? But please... The Bible says in Proverbs 10 verse 4, lazy hands make poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Lazy hands make poverty. If you want to be a, if, no matter how rich you are as a woman, if you marry a poor man, he will bring you into the valley of poverty. If you marry a lazy man, if you marry a lazy man, he will make you poor, not a poor man. You marry a lazy man. If you marry a poor man who is hardworking, he will change your life. But if you marry a man who is lazy, you are finished. I've seen lazy boys who have inherited wealth from their fathers and girls followed them. Today, their lives have crashed. Your boyfriend is in his 20s. He doesn't work for eight hours. He doesn't work for twelve hours. Anytime you see him, you go to his house to visit him. He's watching TV with two remote controls, playing FIFA, FIFA day, FIFA football. This thing. Can your friends say PS Five? Now you need a brain with you not tired. Not one. 
I'm not saying that in your 20s you can't play that. Oh. But if what you are seeing regularly, Bema, Bema can think of Number Sabako. To say what draw. Number Sabako to say what draw. Not to what not to Hey, babe, I'm here. Welcome, welcome. I'll see you soon. I'll see you. Sit down, sit down. You just immediately know that I'm driving. The people you are, who are playing PlayStation with their images are making, they are your age mates and they are making millions of dollars in a year and you are sitting down playing PlayStation. Look at their faces. PlayStation boys. Be serious in life and be hard working. It will not kill you. It will not change anything in your life. Be serious and be hard working. Good women like men in church, but love men in Christ. They want you to be born again, not born against. Men in church who are not in Christ are troublemakers. Never encourage your husband to be rebellious in the church. Because no man fights a man of God and it does not have an effect on, that, on your marriage, your children, and your children's children. I know a man who fought his pastor. They, they had a time the church should close. He would come to church late. He was supposed to be a church leader. Like the way my leaders are sitting here. And then when the time, 11.30 is up, they get up, they start going. The man will get up, call his family. But he will come to church later, get up and call his family. One of his children became a pastor and died miserably. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't joke with those things. If you see a man who is in the church, fighting the church system, fighting the pastor, Gossip about the pastor. Don't marry that man. If one married one, pray for him. Ask him to change. Ask him to repent. I'm telling you. Because they are in church, but they are not in Christ. The man, let me tell you something. Let me read. The, the, the woman actually wants to see the new creation in you and marry that person. Be careful about men who are in church but not in Christ. Don't be too impressed about people speaking in tongues from morning to evening. Don't. Because the Christian life is behaviorally driven. No matter how long you pray and fast, no matter how long you serve in a church, if I do not see your behavior is changing, I should be doubtful. You are in church, but not in Christ. Are you here? You are in church, but not in Christ. I am giving you principles that can change your life forever. Dave, I see that you guys will premiere some video at 12. Can you please cancel it? Can I preach? So 18, eh? Okay, we are on 17. So let me move to 18. Let me try and close now. Good women like men who are bosses, but love men who are leaders. But love men who are leaders. 
Can I tell you something? Most good women don't have a problem with you being the head of the house. But they don't want it to be a title. They want it to be a working title. A, a dysfunctional leader is a boss. A functional leader is a mentor. If you call yourself, I'm the head of the house, give me, listen, men who know that they are leading don't demand respect. They know it will come to them. When I became a pastor, before I became a pastor, all my siblings called me Yofi, Yofi, Yofi. When I became a pastor, they were still calling me Yofi. I said, I have to work my way out for my siblings to accept my ministry. And that must be based on my behavior. I must show spiritual leadership. I must show one day I got I go home and my mother had called a meeting. Say I should come and sit down. Say from henceforth, I've asked all your siblings, nobody should call you Yofi. They should all call you Pastor. I was, I was in my twenties. Oh, is that called Pastor? Recently I did a video with my mom and put it on Facebook. And most of the things people were commenting was that ah, your mom calls you bishop. Your mom calls you bishop. Wow! People were commenting. People were expecting that my mother will call me Yofi, Meba, or something. But even my mother accepts my ministry and honors my ministry and values my contribution to the family because of the spiritual leadership I provide. I'm the head of the house. I'm the head of the house. I'm the head of the house. Do you get up to pray with your family? Do you help your children to do their homework? What do you do? What makes you the head of the house? You think putting money on the, on the center table is enough to make you the head of the house? They are very crucial things. Are you here with me? Do you understand what I'm teaching you? So don't be the head by name. Be a leader. Especially provide spiritual leadership if we're a good Christian. 19. Good women like men who make them happy. But love men who bring them joy. You see, it is not the car or the house you build. Those, they make your wives happy. But it is who you are that brings them joy. Who you are. Your decency of life, your respect for them, the assurances, and all those things. That joy, nothing can take them away. I've seen women who have walked out of marriage without taking anything. Take your houses, take your cars, take your everything. All I want is freedom from this slavery, this bondage. And they have walked out with nothing. And I'm going to start new life and they have succeeded. They are going to start new lives and they are succeeded. Hmm. I know a pastor's wife, the two of them were pastoring the same church. The church was not going well. The woman had ministry, wanted to help. So I'm the head, I'm the head, I'm the head. The woman divorced the man, started a new church. The man's church has collapsed. The woman's church is now one of the biggest churches in Accra. Yeah, one of the biggest churches in Accra. You cannot frustrate a woman like that. You cannot marry people and frustrate them. The worst thing that can ever happen to you is to live in the same room with someone who perceives, perceives you as an enemy. 
You cannot have a loving conversation. You cannot have laughter together. You cannot even watch one movie without arguing. What is this? What is this? If one chooses a football team, the other will choose the other one because they are, they are opposers. If one chooses another political party, the other one will choose another political party. Me and mommy, the same team, the same political party, the same movies. So I, I put her, I put her over to my team, put her over to my political party, and she put me over to her, her movies. She loves love movies. Me, I love. Psh, 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 psh. <laughs> so we are watching movies, and somebody is giving flowers, and she is there weeping. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I also put my hand around her. Oh, this is very romantic. This is very romantic. But I'm seeing the flowers like a gun. <laughs> but little compromises bring joy to women. Bring joy to women. The thing that kills a woman is when you have a lazy... Listen, a friend of mine's wife, she, he came to me and said, can you believe that my wife has to go and look for a job? Can you believe my wife has to go? Oh, we all thought the wife was a witch. Because the pastor... How? How? Started praying. They started getting closer to them. You go to their house. The, man, the woman has gone to work. The man is lying in bed. No follow-ups. No prayer cry. Nothing is lying in bed. One day I said, son, I said, brother, I understand why your wife wants you to take a job. Because you are not working. He said, I'm a pastor. I said, yeah, but pastors don't lie in bed. We work. We pray. We follow up people. We visit people. We fast. We repair sermons. Anytime I come here, you are sleeping. Can come and knock at your door afternoon. Knocks at the time you come. Your face has become like someone who slept 24 hours throughout. Then she come and stretch. I'm resting small. Can you go and come? I'm from Achimota Forest. From 6 a.m. I've come to your house around 2 p.m. You are resting. And all of us, our churches were in wooden structures. Eventually, the wife left him. And he lost his ministry. 20. Good women like men who are tight, but love men who are tightest. See, when they say, oh, a man is tight when a man is a spender, spends elsewhere, but can spend everywhere, but will not pay tight. Start going, huh? Pastors are doing business. But if you see a man who talks like that, run away from that. If your husband talks like that, pray for him. Let him change. Tell your husband, tight will change our lives. And women who discourage their husbands from faking tight will come back to hunt you. One day when the man's businesses crash, he will tell you that you are the reason why my business has gone down. Because when I used to pay tight, you were fighting me. When we started our organization, I put mommy in charge of finance. Because mommy is a deadly tighter. Whilst I'm lecturing, the people are paying. She'll be collecting the money outside. By the time I come, she has already taken the money to bank and has gone to pay tight. And we'll pay tight on the, on the gross. She'll not even sit down and say, okay, uh, advertisement, this. Lecturers, this. This one, this. She'll pay it on the gross. That's why we have an university today. And when you are courting, look at all these things. All these things. Look at them. And the women here, if you're a good woman, you can put pressure on your, 
on your husband to buy a car for you. Put pressure on him to give to the Lord what belongs to him. Tell your husband, you are giving me money. Have you taken it out tight? If you don't take out tight, I won't accept this money. Take the tight out before I accept. I told a, a lady here, she will come to me and say, Daddy, my husband has some money. He doesn't want to pay tight. Call him for tight. But I'm not a, that kind of pastor. So I will not be able to call. But she will tell me, call, call him. Daddy, he has to bring this tight. Then she will go back home, fight the man. The man will bring tight. Me, Daddy, my husband come. How much did he pay for tight? I'll talk to him. I'll, I'll mention it. Say, hmm, this man, eh? Then the man will come again after the phone. They bring another tight. He doesn't know that his wife has been telling me the tight is not up to. He has to bring all. He has to bring all. Today, they have houses all over. You stay there, make yourself jealous. You'll fight your husband. Your husband is serving the Lord. You are fighting. One of the things you should never do eh, is to be a woman in this church and take your pains home and tell your husband to be bitter against other people. Don't do it. If you have a husband who is serving the Lord, thank God for that man's life. Have a husband who is in the church that sermons like this are preached. Keep the man here. You take him out as your own peril. Good women like men who are playful, but love men who are prayerful. Let's have fun, but let's keep the fires in our bones. So we'll have all the fun. Let's watch the movies. Let's go out, but please let's also pray. Mommy and I, when we were, we were dating, once in a while, I'll take her to where we do go. This there should be a place they called Nellie's. Young pastor, poor. I go and find some some church ice cream. Be. But before that church ice cream, we have fasted for one week. But there's a church ice cream. When I'm going to visit, I manage to I will walk half the journey and take church for half so I can buy her one yogurt. Because if I buy the yogurt, if I take full trotter, I can't buy the yogurt. So we had a certain amount of fun, but we were also very prayerful. I, I believe that's what has kept us for these 29 years. Good women like men, like men who change them, but love men who celebrate them. You don't see anything good in your wife. All the time, change, 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 change. Can you find one thing in your wife that you can celebrate? Can you find one thing in your wife that overshadows all her weakness? Says. All the time change. I don't like that this thing you do. I don't. What one thing does she do that you like? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. Please. There are some changes that you should push for, especially Christian life changes. But even twins have different characters and different personalities. If what your wife does will not kill you, leave it. Ignore it. Ignore it. One of the things mommy and I used to fight about, she used to like putting her hands in her nose. See, this is very petty. I was a small boy. So when we married, no, I don't like my wife to do that. I don't like my wife to do that. But when I was a child, I thought like a child, behaved like a child. Now I'm grown up. And I used to think about, why was I fighting over this? Why, why was I fighting over this? And guess what? She has sinusitis. So as a sinusitis patient, 
consistently she had to be cleaning her nose. And I was fighting a woman who was managing her sickness. And I was fighting it. There's some of you that's the same way you are treating your wives. Listen, if you focus on the strength of your wife, she will get better for you. Celebrate her. Celebrate her. You see the way I celebrate mommy? The more you respect someone, that's the same way the person starts respecting herself. Respect your wife. She will not disappoint you. She will not disappoint you. Value her. She will not disappoint you. I'm telling you. Once I went to visit a woman who had been complaining about her son. Now she said, now if I even complain, first when I complain, she changes. Now when I complain, she doesn't even change. I said, yeah, but he that is down, fears no fall. It's already down. So he doesn't fear. Are we 23 now? Good women like men who are friendly. But love men who love family. Please, listen to this. You meet a guy, all you know are the guy's friends, but not any member of the family. I've seen women who married in this church who we insisted that the guy must go and show you to family and must marry you with family. So, where they are is very far. He has explained to me, I've spoken with the mother on phone. I've spoken with the father on phone. Anybody can talk on phone. And they gather friends to go and marry. Today they have problems. Nobody to talk to. All those who are caught in here, the first sign that the person lost you and she's committed is introduction to families. Two months into our relationship, we were on our way to Sukukena in Asamankese for me to go and introduce me. Before then, I've already taken mommy to see my mother. I was so committed, I didn't need to hide anything. You are in this church, you are caught in. You are telling the girl, let's go and see daddy and mommy. The man, let's go and say, take your time, small, take your time. I want to settle. Two years! You want to what? Settle. Any man who cannot love his father, his Anna, the mother, cannot love your father and Anna, your mother. Don't encourage a rift between your spouse and his family or her family. Nobody wins in that conflict. Nobody wins in that conflict. Are you here? Nobody wins in that conflict. Don't be a woman who gets into a family and split the family. Don't be a man who gets into a family and split the family. You don't win. One day you will see that blood is thicker than water. One day you will see. Leave the siblings to quarry. Don't get involved. The ones you can separate, separate. The one you have an opinion, share it by the leadings of the spirit and leave it there. When they were there, where were you? Good women like men who are dependable, but love men who depend on God. To see a man who is dependent on God, praying all the time, he wants to do something, he wants to talk to God before he does it. That is a good man. No, 25, good women like men, they can trust. But love men who trust them. Are you here? Once I saw something on Facebook, 
that a man who counts money after he has cashed it from from ATM has trust issues. And it's true. You can date a man who everywhere you go is monitoring you. Monitoring you. There are men who are married to women for 10 years, 20 years. They still don't trust the women. You see, to the pure, all things are pure. To the impure, everything is impure. You see the men who like, who like girls in this church. Husbands who are cheating on their wives in this church. If you like, let me go out right now. And drive here and see that okay, one of the ladies have closed. She's going towards the, one of the chorister ladies. Let me put that lady in the car just to drop the person at the junction. When that man sees you, hey, daddy, 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 daddy and this girl, eh, and this girl. Daddy, they take the girl home. They take the girl home. What about them? Because that is why you do. That is what you do. Good women like men who are survivors, but love men who are successful. So please, tell us your survival stories, but please translate that survival story into successful story. Don't keep saying the way I've suffered eh? Hey, like if I still keep telling mommy how I grew up in Adabraka and how, listen, and we are still living in uncomputed buildings and every single day I'm surviving. Every day we wake up as a family. It's a survival um, race. We are always surviving. There's a vast difference between somebody who is surviving and somebody who is successful. Translate. A man must take the bull by the horn, learn from his mistakes, and translate that into success. We want to see you doing something with your life. Please stop playing the victim's game and start becoming a victor. Your wife deserves a better man. Your wife deserves a courageous man. Your wife deserves a man who steps into the world and makes things change. A man, a wife, your wife deserves a man who makes things happen. Not a man who is waiting for things to happen to him. Always lamenting about how the things you went through and how your father didn't treat you well and how your mother didn't treat you well and how people didn't treat you well. Please, please walk past your past and get into the future and do something. Don't mess up the life of somebody's daughter. Do something with your life and change your life. Good women like men who are relevant, but love men who are revolutionary. Don't try to be like any man. Don't try to compare yourself to any man. Don't try to compete with any man. Be your own lane. Come out with something new. Do something that, my heart, that your wife is not seeing another man through you, but your wife is seeing her husband through you. She didn't come to marry another man. She came to marry you. So be you. Good women like men who are Christians, but love men who are in Christ, who are Christ-like. Good women like men who are Christians, but love men who are Christ-like. They want to see Jesus in you. A good woman wants to see Jesus in you. Today is my 29th anniversary, so... I'll save you watching right now. Just to pay for your time. <laughs> Good women like men who are earthly minded, but love men who are heavily conscious. So please, you know something? I believe that one of the things that convinced mommy to marry me 
had nothing, but I was so much in love with Jesus. It was just about Jesus. We meet and we are discussing our uh, morning devotions. We meet and we are praying. We can just be talking and whilst we are talking, she will lift a song and then we enter into prayer and then we begin to pray. She has just come to visit me. Just come to have social time with me. It has become a church. They will be praying, we'll be praying, we'll be praying. We haven't come here by luck. We still do. We still do. Sometimes I've even gone to a room to go and worship the Lord. And you know what that means. And then, whilst, whilst I am trying to... Yeah, this woman will lift a song. I say, Radha, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So I begin to pray. They will begin to pray. And that's helped us. We're praying together. We're worshiping together. We're studying the Bible together. We're thinking together. We're supporting each other. Has really helped us. It will not be 29 years. Even if it's 29 years of quarreling, we are still done well. How much more? 29 years of grace and unfailing love i want to pray for you i want to pray for a few people here god bless you thank you thank you for coming to the service